This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? Good to see you. What's going down? Good to see you, too. Yeah. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. We're kind of getting ahead, so we've done a, a couple extra episodes here and there. This is coming out. May 3rd, we talked about May, yes. spring has sprung, it feels, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May, it's a new new life, it's right. a new day. I'm getting uh, getting a, a accustomed to life with a car. It was- How's car life? Mike and I had a very funny interaction um, the other day, because we're like, you know, we're moving in, so we have like a bunch of errands and stuff, yeah. and then I guess we didn't realize we'd been like going to all the errands together, right. and then- we're like on the way to go get like a train pass. And he looks at me, he goes, why do we keep doing everything? Like, why do we keep doing all this stuff together? Like, why don't both, we don't both <laughs> right. have to be here. Like, why are we doing I could have been on the couch. Right. You could have gotten this or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess we don't, I guess we don't need to be doing this together. <laughs> right. Um, I'm also just like, I guess we don't have enough responsibilities that we feel the need to divide and conquer. <laughs> right. There's and and, and if like it is funny that you're going into like car mode here. If you have like a rental car, you're like, get in the car. Right. We're going to do a bunch of stuff from the car. Like it's a big deal to have the car. Right. Because it's very. Spe- yeah. Maybe that's it. Right. Like, it feels like a, it's still in that mode where it feels like special to have the car. Someone's going to take it away from us. Right. Or something. I understand that. Very New York. Yeah thing like a transition like you've never even seen each other as car people yet no i mean he, he's doing mo- the vast majority of the driving I will okay tell you that i'm not a particularly good driver mm. but it was funny because we like um so he said that to me i'm like okay i guess you don't want to like you said it so i guess <laughs> we're not uh we're not in double you know tag teaming aaron's mode but then we went to the movies on sunday yeah. and he needed to pick something up from the supermarket like by there and then he parks and he parks kind of far away from the thing. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll wait in the car. Right. Because you're not going to come in with me. <laughs> you just set this, you just set the precedent. Yes. We're, we're, we're not doing everything tag team. This is how we operate. Yeah. Slowly, this is how a marriage <laughs> devolves. We're going we're gonna, <laughs> to do our own thing. Yeah. Ish, not even. I mean, yeah. that, it makes so much sense. Even like you saying like, I'm, you know, he's driving, I'm not. Like, can you imagine, you you know, you get married in New York, you live a city life, and then you move out to the suburbs and you find out, like, they're a totally different car person than you expected? Yeah, you find out they can't parallel park. I mean, <laughs> dry city. Right. Population, you. Yeah, the car the car is uh, 12 inches from the curb. <laughs> right, I got it. Don't worry. No, no, no. Just everyone be quiet. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he's turning back. <laughs> Don't look at me while I'm doing it. Like you, I mean, it's a very emasculating thing to not have a not have the parking down pat. I mean, and to find that out post, you know, marriage. Post marriage, it's too late. Oof! Ugh. Find out they yell at people in the car. Like I was in the car. I was in an Uber in Austin, and you know, 
depending on the city, you have to kind of, some cities have better Uber options than other. I would say like here in New York, like, you know, the regular baseline Ubers, you feel like you're in a cab. Like it feels yeah. like it's a professional driver. You go to some cities and you're like, I, I should have gotten the Uber XL or the black. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, I, I am in someone's life right now. Their chaotic life. I got in the car and this woman, um, feels she, like a hobby in other right. towns. She's like doing it right. in between, yeah. you know, errands, yes. you know, picking me up and I get in and, and she's driving just erratically and yelling at people. And I, and then suddenly she chugs a bottle, a plastic bottle of water. She chugs a water, opens the window, tosses it out oh the my window. God. And wow. I was like, Oh my God. And I didn't know what to do. Like, what am I going to yell at this person? I'm not like Miss Frizzle. I'm not going to teach her about recycling. Yeah. You know, I just like literally just took the seatbelt and put it on. I was like, yeah. I guess I'm unsafe now. And I'm imagining, you know, imagine you go move out to the suburbs. And you're like, we got our cars now. And then you just see your husband chug a <laughs> bottle and throw Toss it out, out the window. window. That's what I do. Yeah. In the car, it doesn't matter. You know, like... It's terrifying, yeah. Right. That's such a spot-on uh, description of the Uber drivers, though. Like, once you never know if they're having conversations. I think it means they're doing it for a good time. Well, I, I I've had this experience because early in the morning, I I get like a little anxious. Or I take flights early. I'm first yeah. flight out club. People know this about me. Famously, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm Mr. First Flight. Yes, the the first person to to, <laughs> to, to decide do, the right. first flight out is the best. That's yes. me. Yes. Right. I invented I'm Mr. Worldwide, Mr. First Flight. That's me. And I. I've st- in some towns like you I'm like I've taken like the cheapest Uber possible and some of these people are like fall you know like I'm like were you out? Are you driving back from the bar and picking me up like it, sometimes it is uh it, it feels like a scary experience cuz it's yeah. still dark out and I've gen- generally I've like started getting like the next one up just for that reason cuz you're just like second flight of the day. No 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 no. <laughs> I I'm oh, always first. Oh, flight. you mean the nicer, the nicer Uber, Uber yeah. or like or planning it the night before. You can get like you can schedule one, and it's I don't know. You feel safer because you're like maybe this is a professional. No, I agree. As opposed to someone's aunt. Yeah, New York. I I think you can do Uber X. Right, you're good. Yeah, once you get into the smaller or random towns or even different cities, I agree. Right, that's a, that's a good move. Well, I'm happy that I love this transition to suburban life that you're doing. How did it, and and how did it feel to come into the city? I was thinking about you. I was like, man, you're coming. You have to come into this part of the city, which yeah. isn't generally where people hang out. You know, I found it um, actually to be pretty nice. I mean, it's only been this is my second week, mm-hmm. so I don't want to like make vast generalizations. But I like that. Like now, I'm forced to when I'm coming in, I'm doing like a whole day of things, and I right. make sure my that I'm I'm knocking everything that I need to do out of the way. Whether I, that's a doctor's appointment I, yes. or the or the thing or like if I you know I'm I'm really making it a full day as opposed to when I was in the city, it was all very convenient. Mm-hmm. I would like be sort of like not on the go as much or like, I don't do want to say lazier, they, but I, do things as they come. I, yeah. I totally understand. I, even I walked in here jacked up. I had, I've had a day so far. Yeah. Like worked out, walked here, got some stuff done. Like when you have a day, you do feel better. I mean, like this is like, you know, when you knock things off the list and cross them off totally. and you got your coffee and you've done your wordle and you know, it's, and also again, to go back to what we said, it's May 3rd. It is, or fourth or whenever you're getting this. And it's like, 
I think we're in renewal season. I'm I'm feeling good. Like, yeah, you know, summer about, is coming. Summer's coming. You know, I I think you know. Um, How are you feeling? I feel good. I I I think you know. I've gotten some some feedback has been people are worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it coming. People. Uh, people, Which seven people? people. Which people? Okay, a are couple. They, people. Maybe it's DMs? our craziest listeners. Are they in your DMs? I've gotten a couple. Like, I know it's been hard for you lately. <laughs> like a couple of those, and I'm like, I'm okay. Like I come in here and complain, and maybe it's too much because you know when we talk about like people are asking. You know, a lot of you have been asking. It's sometimes you can get infected by that. So like sometimes I hear back from people from five people of like, you know, it was so nice to hear you talk about this struggle, this struggle in dating. And my point, the point of me on this show is to commiserate of us on the show is to commiserate with people to tell stories that maybe they'll relate to. Yeah. And then you see, you know, I went on Reddit. I'd never been on there. You can't do that. Yeah. It was a, well, I kind of went back and forth. Scary place. There was a really place. nice yeah. write-up about my stand-up. They, okay. Th- there was like this whole thing, and there was a, how ni- and people were so nice about my stand-up shows. That's great. Which was like yeah. the greatest that's what, compliment because like- I put a lot of work into those shows, and I want to make them great. And I I do get very nervous. Well, that someone walks away going, "I wasted my night. This guy fucking sucked." I do get nervous about that. Well, here's the thing about Reddit. It's like. Do you want to hear what everyone is thinking about you that they wouldn't say to your face? Right. And the answer is like only if it's good. Right. I guess. <laughs> Cuz that's kind of like that's sort of amazing that these people who are not saying anything to your face are not assuming you're going to read anything are just going out of their way to write really positive things about your stand up like that's kind of incredible, right? Oh my because god. They don't I, have any idea that you even see it. Complete tears in my eyes. Like I was like so happy because again, we made a special together. We're trying to sell it right now. Yeah. That comes with its own feelings of inadequacies and anxiety, uh, yeah. anxiety, right? And feelings that go with that and I was in Austin and I was in this festival and I wasn't really included in the festival, even not even though nominally I was included. And I felt kind of bad about that, not being involved in the stand-up communities of speaks, you know, so to speak. And then I read this thread and <laughs> what got me more reading more, the, the the hateful stuff I started reading because I read this beautiful thing about people having fun at my shows, which is all I care about in the world. Yeah. And then there were people that were like, yeah, just to... We were writing this because there's just been so much negativity about Jared lately. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's this mix of uh, pain and pleasure because I was right. like, and then I go read on and, you know, it seemed there was a couple people that were like, uh, enough of Jared's sad story. I'm not, I, I don't think, I think I'm going through it in yeah. the same way most people who are dating. I think, you know, and what. Well, the, here's the thing. Every story that doesn't end in you found the love of your life and are getting married and. That's like is a sad story to an extent. I guess, right? I guess, right? Like, I, I guess you you make a good point, and I think I actually wanted to hear what you thought about this. I also don't think it's like very. I I think there's some. It's seemingly women who hear a guy complain of dating and they don't want to hear it. Well, especially a guy that is having no trouble getting dates. Right. I think the biggest issue for many many people is a lack of people to go out with. 
You're and right. that's why it can be frustrating. I think sometimes even our advice that's like, go out with many people, keep dating. Well, it's like, well, it's not that easy for me. So I think maybe right. if there is a bitterness in what you were upset, like you talk, you talk about this all the time, the water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink Absolutely. kind of thing where it's like, if someone's issue is I can't get a date and then you hear this person complaining about all the dates they go on or the interactions on the dates, they're like, well, I can't even get to that level. I'm still right. on level no one's people are talking to me on the apps, but not actually asking me out or I'm not even getting any matches on the apps. Right. I, and, but I, I would think mm -hmm. of you like uh, your dating experience. Yeah. You were not without a date. I wasn't without a date, but I don't know if I was. And again, I don't think I was like that active in trying to get them. Maybe I right. would have done it differently looking back, but yeah, I mean, what's a lot of dates? It's all relative, right? I, it's all relative, but I would say, like, yeah. you know, I would assume I would that like people want to go. If you want to go on a date, you could, right? Like to an extent, yeah. To an extent well, yes, of like, of I'm on a dating. It's, well, it's and like New, that's a New York City thing too. Yeah, right. Like, and and that's part. That's for me. That's well, if a New I wanted York to go City on thing. a date with someone on the apps. Yes, I could. If I right. wanted to go on a date with someone that I was really excited about the match on the apps, maybe less. So. Well, that yeah. in itself to someone out there could be annoying. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. It's excited. all relative. Who the fuck's excited? You know, <laughs> like I don't know. I I I looked at some of the comments. I'm okay with it. I, you know, listen. Here's what I know. I have never come on here and lied about my feelings and experience. I've never tried to convince you that what I'm saying is right or wrong. And then there was one that was like, uh, I, Jared is not 10. I claim to be 10% away from whatever the guy in your life is feeling. Right. I still believe that there was disagreement that maybe I'm not <laughs> on the threads on the, on the threads. They're like, well, my husband, it's like, well, who do you think's more likely to lie to yell, you know, Yelper Reddit writer? Guy who has to deal with you day in and day out, or me who doesn't have to look you in the eye ever. I come on here and spew right from the heart, from yeah. the anus, with no fear of judgment. <laughs> Not really. I, I, I kind of had a moment just going back and forth. I was like, I don't want to be. You know, I, this show is about entertainment. Yes. I and I'm no expert. You're not an expert. We're just two people speaking from speaking the anus to our own experiences, right? Yes. And never, but that's the thing. We're we're not at. And I will say this: the, the beauty of the show, the one thing I can I can guarantee, we ain't after retweets because we don't no. get any. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do well on TikTok. We don't. I'll say, and there's a reason because I'm not sitting here going, "Yes, Queen." In whatever way you want to hear. I'm not here to agree with you. I'm just here to say my version of the truth. Right. No, and I you are that. too. Yeah. We're, you know. I'm not here for the sound bites. I wish we were sometimes. Yeah. I see some, some, sometimes I see these TikToks that are dating. And it's like, what you gotta do? And I'm like, damn it. If he's not I, texting you, then right. he's not interested. Right. Hey, right. Like when, when someone said that, that like, I, I mean, the response to the Julia episode. People loved that episode. That I was, loved it too. Well, that was where yeah. I got, that's what got me down this rabbit hole. People were like, um, they were like, I was worried Jared was going to apologize <laughs> for his behavior. I've never apologized. People get mad. I guess there was an anger that I say, let me, I had, if the show was fuck him, it'd be a pretty short, short show. There would be no show. Well, here's the thing. I actually think that your inside the mind of the man thing is one of the most, just like the, the parts that distinguish the show from other shows is like you get, 
it's again, it's not like one sided. It's very nuanced, and you get the side. You get you get not defense of the other side, but a an explanation of what the other side might be thinking. Here's what I felt in this moment that you know, and then I guess I'm apologizing for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make myself sound not as evil to someone. What I'm saying is evil, and even any version of it's not that bad from that guy is a defense of me. So then right. they're going, "Well, fuck you, you're a worse guy." Okay, maybe I am. Maybe I'm a piece of shit. That's okay. <laughs> I I. I just love the Julia episode. I loved. Everyone loved it. I feel like it got universal praise. It was but crazy. Those are the conversations. That's the reason I ever started talking about dating in a public way. Like us talking with Julia about what happened. The questions we were asking. Your defense of like, I fixed you up. I, you know, I feel intimately involved. It was a beautiful episode because it was brunch table fodder. Like that yes. is every conversation. I, and I told you, I said, we, we both said relatability at a, at a high. Yes. It's the kind of episode that you're like, I've had this discussion with my friends. Right. This is a r- extremely relatable thing. This happens all the time. And here's two people or three people, I guess. Right. Who are like invested. Hashing so, it out, yeah. invested. And, and, on, and honestly, like, I'm not looking to like make, like we both, like Julia, like uh, she's a friend to both of us, Yeah, you know, and I think. And we like the guy. I mean. Right. Yeah. And we know the guy. I yeah. like the guy. Yeah, yeah, I do. You do, too. We, you know, that's yeah. a, that's a. And so we're both like, you know, you, you're fighting with this. I got both people who I do like and want and understand. Right. You know, uh, it, it's just when we do the SOS episodes, that's like kind of what we're going for. Right. And, the, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. That's But we take chances. Yeah, a lot of it depends on the person. Obviously, for this one, I was like in, personally involved. So I right. had, you know, maybe a little more oomph behind it. <laughs> um, well, I would also say that it's the person that comes on has to be so open and ready to like talk it out. Yeah. You know, sometimes you sit at that brunch table and you're like, all right, enough with this. You know, you're not talking to us. You're, right. you're giving us a story that you want to hear. And we've done that story already. You know, so... It just it was an enjoyable episode. I, I I I went back and watched it on YouTube just to see it. Like I it was, was great, like, right? It was very good. The comments are invested. I uh, very happy. Um, and if you're listening and you work at Betches and you want to <laughs> you want to come on and all share Betches your... employees no, welcome. I, I saw a bunch of DMs or comments from people that were like, um, you know, we should do this with a bunch of uh, Betches employees going through dating issues. So I guess Sean and Maddie are out. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> being in long-term relationships. Our long-termers. Go yeah. find us some other hopeless betches. Listen, I, 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 I listen. It's a conversation I love. Yeah, like the emails. I, I love great. them. It's just, it was so enjoyable. Um, love this show. I just want to say I love doing this show, even though there's some people that are like, let's get some, let's get listen, a new guy in here. Listen. <laughs> They say that about me. They say that about me what are you, too. Delusional. They say that about me too. Oh yeah, there should be a new CEO of Betches. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Fucking idiot. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my 
hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. All right, let's get to the show. I, 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 because I like this first email. It's kind of on this topic. Yeah, um, let's do it. If you're listening right now, I am, I'm in, I'm in uh, Dublin. As we speak. What is the Dublin hello? Cheerio. I don't know what the that fuck they say. British. I don't know. Lucky Charms. I don't know. Is that? Is you're that gonna mean? do great there. <laughs> Is that your opener? Hey, <laughs> top of the morning to you. I don't know what the fuck is. I just tipped a hat if you're watching on YouTube. I'm in Belfast. Um, I'm in London. Three of the four shows sold out at this point. I hope the other one sold out. Um, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin sold out. Um, uh, I, I, when you hear Berlin sold out, what the fuck? Who are these That's people? That's amazing. I guess it's a big military area. Okay. So there's a lot of uh, displaced Americans. So they're mostly Americans buying tickets who live in Berlin. I, is that not the way to say it? Displaced Americans? I would. No. They're not in place. They're not in America. Displaced makes them seem sound like they're prisoners of war or something. Really? Right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Refugees. <laughs> expats. 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 I've done the, shows where displaced. expats are the most fun. Displaced. <laughs> I don't know. Displace, I feel like. Maybe the Redditor's right. I got to be replaced. (laughs) Displace me. (laughs) Missing children. This is how dumb I will go. If you want to see a show, me in Europe, I I went with Michelle Wolf. I opened for her in in Europe uh, a few years ago. And she was like, I didn't understand it, but she was like, I love watching you and your, I don't realize how, you don't realize how American you are until you're You're, out of America. Yeah. And I am a McDonald's eating, Bud Light drinking. Like the stereotype. I am the stereotype. I am very comfy cozy in New York City as me being me. And there, I, I'm I'm enjoying, but I'm just very not. I, she was like, I went on stage. Have I told you the story? I went on stage one night. I was like, 
we were in England and I go, do you guys have mosquitoes here? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we do. You fucking idiot. Like, like I mean, the whole I, audience as one was like, you idiot. I mean, I wouldn't say it would be like the most commonplace for mosquitoes. It's right. Not, you know, very tropical. I would assume. Right. Right. So I maybe I, that's, feel- I guess I'm American. <laughs> I'm a dumb American too. American right, maybe. Idiot. Yeah. I mean, her audience too was like very, it's not like ours. Ours is, you know, theirs, hers is very smart. Ours, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, ours don't know shit. But hers yeah. are like politically savvy. Oh, yeah. Like it was like, it was right after she did the White House Correspondence Dinner. So oh, it was yeah. like, okay. you know, they were like On BBC loving, you know, ours is Love Island watchers, <laughs> you know, which I don't, love. Listen. Don't do our audience dirty like that. I'm dirty. This is who I am. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here watching Love is Blind. Do you watch I, Love is Blind I like yet? to think of us as medium brow. Medi- I'll take it. <laughs> medium, uh, yeah, I like medium that. Brow. We'll do a fart joke yeah. here and there. But we'll also, you know, use displaced persons correctly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that, and, and then listen, the U Up Live show, it's almost sold out in Chicago. We're coming to Chicago. My brother and his fiance are going to come. Amazing. Mike's going to be there too. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll go out. Well, let's do something. Let's do it. Okay. Um... And if you're listening at home, maybe yeah, we'll, maybe you want to see the the cast of characters, right? You see, <laughs> maybe we'll invite you guys to dinner too. Yeah. Oh, I've never met your brother. This is gonna be fun. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is bizarre. We I've can... met every single <laughs> one of your siblings, and that's a lot of siblings. Yeah. Well, you're my wedding, so that right. makes sense. But I got the whole caboodle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You'll meet them and the fiance, and they're gonna come. And but it, listen. You got to get those tickets. Get them. The U Up Live is just a fun event. Like, you hear the way we're giggling here? It's a lot of giggling. It's a lot of giggling. Come to, come on out. But also medium brow. Very medium brow. Yeah. You guys Very. are going to enjoy it. The most medium brow. <laughs> and you know I know brows. Look at these puppies. Exactly. No the one knows makers. brows like him. That's right. right. Um, so let's do some. Uh, and also, we're coming to Philadelphia, Boston, New York, D.C. D.C. is like selling out. I heard. So it's doing well. That's yeah. doing well. New York, pick it up. Um, <laughs> and then I'm coming to Stanford, Connecticut. I just added that to my calendar. So if you're in Connecticut, I'm going to do some stand up. But let's get, I think this is on the topic of kind of what I'm talking about with the Redditors and how their feelings. Man, some of the Redditors are probably like, he's talking right to us. <laughs> okay. I'll read the first email. Hi, Jared and Jarena. I'm struggling with probably a common situation, but would appreciate your input. A couple months ago, a girl I went to high school with reached out to me on Instagram asking how I was doing. We didn't really talk back then. We shot the shit for a while and eventually agreed to catch up over drinks. Before we met up, she prefaced that she was going into this as friends, only since she just broke up with her seven-year-long boyfriend two months prior to reaching out to me. I agreed and we went out. Since then, we have hung out two additional times, very date-like, only one-on-one, and text every single day. After all of this, I admittedly started developing feelings for her. I was struggling with how to tell her this, but she beat me to it. Shortly after our last hangout, she confessed all her feelings to me over text, stating that she is super into me, wants this to turn into something, yada, yada, yada. However, she mentioned that she is not ready to jump into anything and feels like if we talk and hang out as much as we do, she will be even more into me. She wants to to pick this back up further down the road when she's in a better place. She wants to remain friends and only hang out in group settings in the meantime. Just group settings, okay. She acknowledged that it was kind of shitty of her to dump all this information on me, only to just turn around and say she can't do anything about it right now and needs to work on herself. 
I admitted how much I was into her as well, and she was very understanding of her needing time, so I agreed then, but now I'm struggling with this situation. Part of me wants to respect her request and give her time, but another part of me wants to just tell her we should just give it a shot if we like each other as much as we say we do. I'm not sure I can wait over six months, especially without the guarantee we will end up dating. I really like this girl. Another cynical part of me feels like she might be making all this up because she sensed I was into her and wanted to take a step back from our friendship while letting me down easy. Would appreciate any and all of your advice. Love this email. Great email. Love this guy. Yeah. You know, I... He knows what he wants. And I think there's a lot of women out there that are like, would fucking love someone who's like, want to go on dates? Want to see what this is? Yeah. That's what he's looking for. And 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 it, it, I I hear his problem. You know, like, it's just like, I, I appreciate the problem. What did you think? I appreciate the problem too. I think, it's funny because you always say men don't throw away leftovers, right? Right. And I don't think women do either, but in a different way than men. I totally agree with you. You know? Yeah. Here's a guy she knows is into her. Mm -hmm. Very comfy. She likes him. I think there's something missing there for her. That's why she's saying, I'm not looking to hang out one-on-one. I'm not looking to sleep with you. That's what that means to me. Um, Right. But I'm down to hang out in a group. And if I'm feeling a little lonely down the line, or if I decide I'm willing to settle for this, and I, I hate to put it in that way because I don't, think that he he's I'm gonna ex- I don't like implying that he's someone that you'd be settling for but if it's like if I can make myself be into this down the line I'd like to keep you as an option there's a nice way to look at that that I'm going to add on to sure. but I agree with what you're the, saying the wording I just used was harsh but settle and, is and, what it is yes. you know but it, it's um because again to go back to the facts of this email she's out of a um she's out of a long-term relationship and she broke up with her seven-year-long boyfriend two months prior to reaching out so there's any time a relationship ends, you're like, and you find someone right away, again, as you said, is comfy. Yeah. He's from her hometown. They know the same street signs. They know the same teachers. They have a lot in common without ever, they didn't really hang out in high school. So they already have a lot in common. So this is Feel safe. fraught yeah. with safety. Yeah. And so when you get out of a relationship and you see this safe option that checks a lot of boxes, there is a version of like, Maybe I should be dating more. I, I haven't seen the world, you know? I'm going from relation to, to relationship. Everyone out of a relationship has that. I met someone right away that I am kind of putting off and see as settling, even though that seems mean. Yeah. Even though, but because of the circumstance of I, and everyone's saying, you gotta be single. You gotta, you know, who am I to think that the next person is the one that was the right per? you know? Right. And I, but I also think that if she was truly completely into it, she wouldn't care that it's been two months. Right. I, I, and I mean, I think she even knew beforehand. She did another thing that men, that I always say men do, that people do. Yeah. And she, she had this pre hang contract. And I, I think the pre hang contract always comes from someone. We're just going to be friends. Right. Yeah. And it always comes from someone who already knows what this is before ever walking through the door. Yes. The guy who's like, hey, I'm not looking for more. I just, you know, just want to make sure before we get together for the first date. Not looking for a relationship. Right. I'm just looking for someone that I can hang out with and maybe if we hook up and we'll see what happens. And you're like, isn't that dating? Right. (laughs) Right. We have so many people that are like, this guy, he's like, why is he just explaining dating? They're giving themselves the out. Right. They're pre-breaking up with you. Yeah. And she is doing a version of that. Yeah. She's saying, I'm out of a relationship. This isn't, we're not, we're getting together as friends. Want to be sure I'm up front because 
It's that con- sign the contract. If you hang out with me, mm-hmm. I've said it. You can't say that I came on to you under false pretense and then wouldn't hook up with you and made you feel like shit. Right. You know, I've already set up this nerfy, you know, yes. like safe area for us to play in. Yes. And it's again, like all these situations when one person preempts that it's always working better in their favor. And right. that works here. That applies in this situation as well. She coming from a breakup of seven after seven years, I can imagine it feels good to feel validated by knowing that someone likes you. Right. And again, sometimes that doesn't mean the per- that it's not about the person or that you don't like the person, but sometimes that's the part that you like the most. This person that you think is attractive or or cool or nice or whatever, this person likes you. And that sometimes is like all you really needed out mm-hmm. of the interaction. Right. And for him, like we're all we're going through the mind of someone we don't know. We right. don't know. Yeah, I don't the, know that this is what she's thinking. But, but we're if giving I had all. To guess, we're giving yeah. all the options. Right. It's a. It's on the spectrum of. I'm just out of a relationship, so I don't want to like get into the next relationship. Too. You're someone to just give me a jolt of dopamine because I've lost it for my seven year boyfriend. Yeah. And anywhere Somewhere in, between. in between there. Yeah. We, but that's. I like that we're starting with that because now we can concentrate on the emailer. Yes. Because the emailer, the to me, and this is hard advice to give, easy advice to give, difficult to take, is the only way out of this is to stop this. Of course. You know, yeah. like, because he even writes at the end, another cynical part of me. This is where the guys start to sound bad. Is when you, you sign up. Well, I think like when you sign up for a situationship, when you sign up, when because she's like, let's hang out in group settings. Basically, she's going, I'm starting to feel things for you. Whether that means she felt that he was feeling things, I think she got wind that he felt more and she started to feel bad. I'm hanging out with someone right. who wants more than what we're doing. And eventually, I, you do start to feel a guilt for not doing anything physical. Absolutely. And so I think, and they're texting every day. Yeah. I've been in that where I'm like, yeah, I can't. It almost feels is, like the opposite of what I feel like a lot of men will feel like if they're hanging out with someone and they're sleeping with them and they're seeing them, but they know they're never going to be in a relationship with them. It's like you, you, uh, most people with some sort of conscience feel a little bit of a guilt at some right. point when that continues to go on. Right. You're under, you're underserving the person that is coming to you, your, your customer, and, you know? Like, and then one person is, is, you know, that, and again, people who are like, astute emotionally kind of know when that's happening even right. if it's not explicitly said um and most people if they do that it makes it makes the overall experience worse because you just know one person is much more invested than the other and that's where she was she was yeah. in a place where she's like i'm doing less than feels good doing and so now hey I- i'm gonna go to this other thing which is well, let's hang out when we're in group settings but this one-on-one thing is too much for me mm-hmm. And he says, I like you and admits to that. And now everything's out there. She says, I like you. He says, I like you, but we can only hang in group settings. And then he gets to this thing where he writes another cynical part of me feels like she might be making this all up. This is when guys sound bad, I think, is like when, you know, when we start saying when we when guys sign up, I, I think like when women sign up for like the hookup situationship. They go, this person's men, you know, they'll get into like therapy speak and kind of like a lot of times from the emails that we get, like I've been this past guy, fuck with my head. And and listen, they're not wrong for that. 
Right. But I think when guys, the road a lot of guys go down is I'm being used to pay for dates. I'm being used, you know. Right. She, I didn't get that necessarily from this. Well, I think this, but I'm saying when he says yeah. the cynical part of me, I think that's right. like the road your brain goes down when you sign up okay. for the emotional thing that doesn't go into physical. Yeah. You go down, because I wrote this down. It's like the cynical part happens when you're signing up for less than what you want. So they're using me for love. They're using me for texting. They're using me right. for, for to get the- you get into their motivate. When you're starting to question their motivations. Right. That's the cynical part. And of that's that. what right. he's starting yeah. to do. So- you can't do that because it seems like he's a good guy. It seems like he likes this person. It seems like she likes him. You're not going to look good if you stay around this in these group situations. Right. I think he's going to end You're up looking bad. You're just going to get bad. frustrated. Right. Yeah. And so that he has to kind of trust. And this is, you know, the hardest thing to do is like, you have to let her know I'm having a party. You know, this guy sounds like a, he's a, everyone's a party. I want you to come to my party. I've let that be known. I can't, have you at my party in this way with other friends. The party that I'm throwing is I'd like to date you. I know what I want. That means seeing what this is. The door's always open for you to come in. Right. And, but I can't have the, you at this party with other friends. Like the way you're trying to come to this party. Yeah. I'm using the party metaphor because it's like, you know. Like you're saying about this relationship. Right, yeah. because he has stated, this is what I want. If you want less than that, if you want the friend mixers, I can't handle that. And that's vulnerable to say. Like, yeah. I, And you go, that's just something I can handle. I like you and it just, it's I'm, not gonna, what I want. I'm getting yeah. frustrated. Right. And, but always know you have my number. Things change. I, yeah. Things change. I'm totally down for that. If my situation is the same yeah. as it is now. Right. And we'll then figure it out. And she comes back, you girlfriend or fuck off to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then you get into the Julia situation. But, it, yeah. I, you know, it made me think of the Reddit stuff Yeah, to bring it back to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, you can only do you and be honest. Yeah. You know, like, the people who... I think as long as you're doing that, then that's the, what best, are you gonna the do? best anyone can do. Right. And it's like, this guy can only drive his boat. Right now, he's trying to figure out what she... And we went over all the options. Yeah. What she thinks, what she likes. We, you're never going to know. Yeah, you sure. can only take care of yourself. Right. And right now, the power he has, and I kind of envy it, I, I definitely envy it, is he knows exactly what he wants. That's the girl I like. I want to date her. What a powerful thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could you could phrase it like that. It definitely doesn't feel powerful, I think, in the moment. Right. But I think it'll it be more like powerful. It feels like you're the one who has less negotiating power. Sure. You might get, you might lose what you, but at least you know who you're at the negotiation table with. Yes, that's true. You know, clarity I, I, is, is, um, is a gift. I listen as someone who gets, has a uh, lax clarity. Okay. Myself. I, I, I I'm cursed. <laughs> Close with non-clarity. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. think like I mean, the person without clarity usually feels like the villain. Right. Yeah. She's the person without clarity. Yeah, no. She, I would say in this scenario, she seems like the villain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I, saying, I, yeah obviously of it's where I'm, I'm. If we had to, you we know, had make to, it in that. If we had to pick a character in the rom com who's the bad guy and the good guy. That's what it feels like here. Which right. again, I don't think anyone's doing anything wrong. I think she got she did a great job getting ahead of it. Yeah, I. It, you know, it's funny. It's like when you get ahead of it and saying like, 
I just want to be friends and there's no physicality. You know, like you sound like you've done a good job when right. the guy writes, hey, I just want to make sure we're just like going down on each other and nothing more. You're like, oh, I but mean, it's like, but there's a niceness think, of that too. Yeah, I think that's kind of great too. That's also clarity. Right. You know? I agree. I, I it's, it's It sounds ickier because it sounds a lot more, it sounds a lot more gross to use someone for friendship rather than sex. Right. But- <laughs> Same, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. I prefer that. I much prefer a guy on an app tell me I'm just looking to hook up than to go out with him, go on three dates, and then find that out through his actions. Totally. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm just looking, I'm looking for a relationship. We'll see what happens. You know, it's like that's not as fun as, right. Even though it hurts less in the beginning. But, yeah. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some sex. Let's do it. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Awkward sex. We love this. This is a, I like this one. It's a good one. Different, short but also sweet. short and sweet. Yes. Right. My college boyfriend and I had just started dating and we were still getting to know each other. We'd only had sex maybe two times before. One night in the middle of foreplay, I could tell he was a little unsure of what to try or how far to go. So to break the ice, I told him it was okay if he wanted to shake things up and be a little rough with me. Surprise, surprise, he was on board. He starts rolling up his sleeves. (laughs) I think there's her college boyfriend. Yeah, I pictured him slapping my ass, pinning my arms above my head, pulling my hair a little, things like that. 
He was laying on top of me and on his bed. So right after he agreed, we both readjusted at the same time, me moving down the bed a bit and him moving up. When he unceremoniously, full forced, need me in the crotch, I yelled out in pain and shock and he looked horrified. For a brief few seconds, I was thinking, this is what he thought I meant by being rougher in bed. <laughs> he watches a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Give her a little knee to the crotch. Uh, I confirmed with him that was not the plan and that it had happened by accident. After laughing it off, we got back to it and became a running joke throughout our relationship. Signed, need to get it on. That's funny. Great sign off. I like the sign off. What do you think of this? This is funny. Hilarious. Yeah. And, and I do think it was just, we're adjusting and I accidentally need you in the in the vagina yeah i yeah. mean I, you would have to imagine unless he's a complete monster that right that's what happened and no one thinks let's get rough in bed and they're like yeah okay let me do some slapstick and knee you in the crotch right i guess the other way around there's some guys out there that are like kick me in the balls and they People get off like to- that it's a I've thing. I've never heard of that. I think we're I at a point. Extremely painful. No. Right. Some people yeah. like the pain. That's true. Thing is, yeah. They're into it. Right. I've had women bite me. Okay. I've seen that. The bite yeah. is hard because you're not, there's a very thin line between this is sexy and oh my God, I'm about to react in a way that makes me look not sexy. <laughs> Like screech, right? Oh, wow! Yeah. yeah. Ah, will you bite me? You know, like that's not hot. Yeah. But like biting, I do understand why it's hot. But it's like a three bears situation. It has to be like a like a soft nibble, not like a right. out like a. Well, oh. some people are looking for an ow. You I know, guess so. Yeah. I think that should be there. Should be like um, uh, you know, like a spectrum you can point to on the like you know. Right, scale. a teddy bear. Where do how, right. how hard to, to hit me? Or like you know? what level? What level are we are we looking for here? A three, a seven? Right. Well, that's the yeah. that's why you know the I think the kinkiest couples are probably the most communicative. Right. You know, like they have these like you know you, you we you know open relationships. We get emails about that sometimes, but sometimes you get the email from the people who want open relationships that are like. So my boyfriend brought it up as like, you know, a last ditch effort to save this world. And you're like, that's not how it works. Right. Open relationship people are like, there's a contract, they have rules. And it's the same with with kinks. You know, there's a lot of communication, which is good. Over communication. Yeah. Right. Right, And that's the thing that makes sex better is the communicative part. I like this. I like a bite at a seven, not a three. Feeling like you can be comfortable enough. That's sort of like the the perk of being with someone a while and being able to have those conversations. Right. I like a knee to the nuts. How about you? (laughs) Right. I, 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 I've, what did I write down? Red flag or deal breaker? They get too into the sexual thing. Like red flag, deal breaker, you accidentally knee the guy in the balls and he's like, that's exactly what I was looking for. It's to him. I think I'd be fine with it. You're good with it. Yeah. Little knee to the ball. What's it on you? Right. Yeah. It's like, I think that would be fine. Right. Right? Yeah. I I, I genuinely think a lot of, of course. Like choke me. Well, the choke me thing (laughs) now is like said a lot. Like I, you know, stand up shows, you'll see a lot of bad comedy about choking, choking. It's something that people openly talk about now. It's not as, on stage yeah like you know because it's a little shocking right and it seems i don't know i i i've 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 been in that scenario and i'm always like okay like i i I think (laughs) 
<laughs> I think Sounds when. Hot. Right, well, <laughs> yeah, that's how I say. What? Okay. You want? I think what you want is someone else to be like open and also somewhat turned on by whatever you're looking to do. Yeah, that's the ideal situation. Right. That's like a great sexual match. Right, 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 right. If two people are sitting there on the bed waiting to get strangled at the same time, you got a problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like, um, I guess it's it's like anything. It's, it's hard to probably be compatible non-sexually and sexually all in the same, you know, in the same sphere. I think that's the hardest part of the whole Finding thing. Finding your perfect match. Right. They don't like, talk about that and are you the one, do they? <laughs> no. Like, Not are you the one. Um, love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in those pods, yeah. there's got to be an element of like, what turns you on? That's a normal question. You would imagine. Do they show any of it? No, that did. they didn't get into that. This You don't see that. Like, it, it would be interesting if they were like, if two people were like sexual compatibility is a big thing. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if it would be funny to watch the pod exchange between the person that's like, I like to be uh, choked. And then the other person's like, me too. And they're like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Guess this won't work. They put away the notebook. You know, how they right. have the notebook. Yeah. The notebook is always funny to me. All of a sudden they become scholars. Right. Diligent note taking. Yeah. Very hot. Can you imagine if I showed up to a date first date and I got this notebook? Well, I was watching Love is Blind and it seemed to work for them. Like you're a therapist? Yeah. Like, interesting. Tell me about your family. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a name for this one? Um, I like Maddie's name. She had the V's knees. Love the V's knees. That's great. Cappy wow. accident. Cappy accident's fun. V's knees. V's knees, that might be the winner. I had the knee job. Uh, self-defense dalliance, because it was like a self-defense maneuver. Oh, yeah. That's what you're uh, supposed to do, I guess. Take a knee. Oh, that's good. Did your coaches growing up when you played sports? What did you play sports? Not well. <laughs> I didn't. Right. I didn't okay. play well. Um, did they say anything about taking a knee? Well, that was a big thing growing up. Take a knee. What does that mean? Get on your knee. Like why? Because the coach is about to talk. Oh no, we weren't doing that. No, I don't know if that's like something you'd be like saying to like a bunch of. 13-year-old girls. I, uh, I guess now that you put it that way, I, I never really thought it. Because in like football practice, okay. take a knee. Oh, yeah, we didn't get and that. And everyone would get on one knee. Yeah. That I was, was like a rest. I was definitely far from a star athlete, but I don't think I've heard that one. Oh. I just had, maybe it was for men. Yeah, maybe. It might be just football. Uh, soccer, I would assume they take a knee. I've never heard of you guys. Yeah. Sean. Okay. Maybe Maddie, it's a men's Maddie's, sports It's a men's sports, sports thing. thing. I think they're like, you can take a knee if someone's injured. Take a knee if someone's injured. If yeah, that was a way to like get everyone to stop moving around. Yeah. Right. I had my last one as my favorite one. A little too needy. Ooh, I, that's good. But I like Maddie's better. Need, she, need to get because she was the one who requested it. That's perfect. Yeah, she was a little too needy. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do another email. Okay. 
Um, dear J&J, thank you for all you do. I'm writing to get your take on my current situationship. I met this guy from Hinge in December, and we've been seeing each other pretty consistently for the past four months. We have a really strong physical connection. See, it's that sex thing. There we go. And our hangouts usually include grabbing dinner and drinks before going back to one of our places. I've always been unsure about how strong our connection is on a personal level, and he's done and said things that were red flags, but not deal breakers. We have a lot of fun together, though, so I haven't wanted to break it off. And at one point, we both said we'll keep things casual for the time being. Here's the crux of my issue. I often seek out the opinion of my friends to get their take on him, but also spill the latest stories about him at the brunch table for entertainment, if it's funny but also to get reactions and advice. For this reason, my friends have come to see him as not the one for me, and I think, I, I think I'm wasting my time. As we've continued seeing each other casually, I can tell we're both starting to catch more feelings. I've tried keeping him at arm's length, but do find that I continue wanting to go back to him even as I go on dates with other guys. My closest friends have such a bad impression of him, though, from my initial stories. Should I try to win my friends over? Is it him I need to talk to about the things that make me hesitant? Or is it that I really need to limit how much I tell my friends about relationships in the future to avoid this happening? Sincerely, Brunch Table Oversharer. It's a great email. It's a great email. It's something we kind of reference a lot on this show, this yeah. idea of the brunch table, this idea of, you know, I mean, it is funny, too, because this is the beauty of never talking about your relationships with your friends. <laughs> You get to you get to change your mind all the time. Right. You're no in, one, you're out. You're in, you're out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No you one tell ever, me about stuff though. I've told you about stuff. Yeah. I I guess But also there's think, never an element of like they I don't know. I you I I don't I wouldn't think that you would be like, didn't you say you right. know, like I don't know. Well, I think that's true for like everyone who actually I think most people don't really care. Right. Like it's fun to discuss at brunch or like he's not but like if you told me you weren't into someone or you told me something like negative that they did. Mm. And then the next week you were like, I actually feel like I'm really into this now. I wouldn't care at all. You know what? <laughs> well, I, I guess, I guess her problem that she's not really saying is yeah. you can't unhear what they've said. Right. And then maybe I'd remember it now. Here's the thing. I have so many friends who have done this with so many guys and they're married to some of them. Right. Like, and it's not like you're holding on to that no, I at their wedding yeah. being like, oh, this ain't working because she said this back then. You know, you grow with them. Right. Maybe you think about it for like the next month that right. they're dating them or the first, you know, wedding or thing that they bring them to. You're like, interesting. Look how, look how, look how the that turned, <laughs> turned around. Right. Um, but eventually no one remembers or cares. And your real friends, you'd sit with them. I would assume, why wouldn't they sit with their friends and be like, I'm kind of getting into this guy. I don't, you know, yeah. I've told Something's you things changed. in the past. Like, it's okay to go, I've told you these things in the past and I don't know, he's kind of making a turnaround here. Yeah. That that thing I told you that mattered to me doesn't really matter anymore. Right. I think it's it would be uh, such a bad idea to not see, see where something went because you told someone something negative about someone. Right. And I think the thing that they're most upset about um, he, you know, they say in the beginning of their email, physically they were okay, but there were personality things that right. they've complained about yeah. to the brunch table. And you go, yeah, that's because like the physical stuff, you know, you don't really need to talk about that. Maybe you say it was a, you know, if it was horrific sex and you like the guy, you might not bring it up because maybe you'll get the sex better. Yeah. And if it's amazing sex and you hate the guy, you'll bring up the sex and you'll be like, fuck this dude. 
But also with the personality thing, like you can work on something. If someone said something that you didn't like, that's mm-hmm. something that like happens a lot more early in a relationship than later in a relationship while you're figuring out the way you like to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. And before you even know them, you know, yeah. the pressure points. You go, wow, they say things like that. Right. I mean, she didn't give any specific examples, right. but I think I've had friends tell me about like kind of things that that guys they were dating have said that I was like, oh, that's kind of a red flag. But then. Again, it's like the more you hang out with each other, the bigger influence you have on each other and the less they're going to be speaking like that. The Did you ever say things about Mike before? Was there ever I'm like sure a brunch table thing? I'm sure I've had some complaints. Do you yeah. have any memory of what people what they were? said, of what they were or what the response was? Was there any, was there ever someone that was like, uh-uh, like to one of the red flag deal breakers you brought up about him? I don't think there was anyone who was ever like, oh, no, get out. Like, because, again, I think it depends. It depends on what you're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's like a mannerism or a thing that they've done that kind of annoys you, that's one thing. But if it's like, oh, they stood me up like that, I might remember what she didn't do. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If it was like things towards me that seemed mean or like they would be deal breakers or, you know, speaking a certain way. To, I'm trying to think of an example. But this should be comforting yeah. to this person. Right. If it's like they did something about all is. Right. If it's like they did, or even if like, oh, like he's not really putting that much effort into my, into our dates. If someone said that to me, I wouldn't be like, fuck it. I'd be like, all right, well, why don't you ask him to do that? Well, right. You know? and, and, and I would say the line of delineation between your friends not caring and caring is when you say you start to like them. Right. Because when they, when you're, you know, sob stories start happening over and over again. It's the same story every time. And they're going, you got to leave this guy. That's when the stories get. Yeah. When you're really upset, if you're not happy, then that, then those stories will come back to you. Right. And because if in the beginning you're going, oh my God, he said this and he said that. And everyone's like, ah, what a fucking loser. And then you come to the brunch table, you go, you know, he said that thing in the past. I know we made fun of him. I'm kind of getting into this. I don't know what's going on right now. From then on, and then you're like, he canceled our date again. You know, then they start right. going, okay, I've given you advice. Now I'm getting annoyed. Right. And now I don't like this person. Right. Because, you, well, yeah, well, that's why people, I guess, tell people less stuff once they're into someone. Well, this happens with guys a lot. You get the stories. And the minute a guy gets serious, a lot of my friends, you don't hear there any stories. The yeah. stories are over. You know, they, they go from... I'm um, hooking up with this chick too. That is Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it, it's very different vibes and energy. I That's will a good say thing, though. it's a good thing. Yeah. And I will say the one thing that I've had where feedback I've gotten, that's kind of affected me. What annoys me is sometimes like I'll meet someone and I'll show a picture to like my brother or someone and they'll do like, Oh, they all look the same. I'm like, don't say that. That could be my wife. Right. Like, right. I don't need that to be the first thing. Like, I don't need, I'm showing you someone. Like, I think on the, I think it's more important for the other side than the person writing in right now. Like, I think like you have to be table, careful. Yeah. yeah. If you're being presented with a story, you have to be careful more. It could be the one. This one could be the one. Could so be the one. Tread carefully. Especially if they say like, if, and you have to kind of like, you know, you have to kind of like read the room a little bit. If this is fun, make fun of guy thing. That's not. That's different than. Hey, I kind of like this guy. Well, people Here's a go picture off your they, go, energy. they all look the same. People go off your energy, right? So if you're like, yeah, went on a great date, like, like check her out, 
Right. That's different than like, eh, I'm debating if I should go out with this person. What do you think? Right. Like, I feel more comfortable saying they all look the same to that (laughs) than um, I'm so, like, I had an amazing time on the date. People, I I don't think people, like, I've had that said to me. Like, ah, (laughs) like, shut the fuck up. Do you show them, like, do they ask to see? Yeah. Okay. If they're asking to see it, then they should shut up about it. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, I got I a have type. a type. Yeah. <laughs> what am I Shocking. Do? Yeah. Ready to play some games? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. I love this week's red flag deal breakers. Very specific. Ones. Love yes. these ones. Raw um, materials. Okay. That's right. You want to read the first one? Yes. Your partner's dad is dating their ex. So your partner's dad is dating their ex. Okay, so if it's like Mike's dad was dating his ex. Right. Which, I've been with my partner for four years, and around the same time we got together, his dad and his ex also got together. That is bizarre. I don't like that. Such an ick. My partner and her used to be best friends when growing up, doing family trips together, and then when they were like 18, they hooked up and dated. She and his dad are still together now. So I'm, I'm assuming I'm a little confused. My partner and her used to be best friends doing family trips together. And then when they were 18, they were like, they, they, the, the partner and her hooked up. Right. And his ex. Yeah. And, and wait a minute. What? She's saying the, her, when her partner was growing up, mm-hmm. he was friends with this, with this woman. Right. And then when they were 18, they hooked up and right. then they dated. And then they broke up. Yes. And then the dad swooped in. Yes. And started dating that partner. Yeah. That ex. Yeah. I mean, you hear these stories sometimes from time to time. From time to time, I guess. Yeah. There, I'm thinking of one that I've heard. I haven't, I don't have any specific memories of this. I've heard it on like true crime podcasts. Right. I, I've heard like versions of this that are as to less icky, you know, like, um, like Elon Musk's family, I feel like has something like it's this. It's bizarre. It, yeah, I mean, you. Know, I it's mean, very dysfunctional, right? And but you, as the outsider coming in, it has nothing to do with your. You know, from their right. point of view, it has nothing to do with the person you're dating. But they are brought up. They are like raised by this person, right? I would need to hear their take on what's going on, and it would have to be appropriately like embarrassed about it. We got to discuss holidays to me. I don't know. I'm not going. They're, I assume their family dynamic is somewhat fucked up. Ha, I mean, if it's not, it's even more fucked up. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Which I, is fine. Again, you can't choose your family. It's not no. like it's this person's fault. It's not like they're dating their dad's ex, which would be an interesting other <laughs> <laughs> That would even be less weird to me. It might be. This is weird yeah. because they grew up together. It feels more predatory. Very. Yeah. I don't love it. But again, I don't think it's the partner's fault. I'd, I'd be out. I would I, need to know more about their thoughts on the the whole thing. I don't feel like they should be punished by never being able to date someone because their dad is crazy and is dating their ex. But are they like around them? I think there was I, a movie with that happening. Is it? It was in a movie. Who was the person in the movie? Damn it. I don't know. There's a movie where that happens. Hey, I, 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 The more I think about it, the more weird it gets to me. Like, again, like, I don't know if I'm chilling with the dad at that point. 
But maybe he's not close to the dad. If that's the case, I would need to know we're not, this isn't a person that's a part of our lives anymore. Because for the dad to do that to you. Let's say the mom in your scenario. If the mom Mom is dating dating her ex-boyfriend. Her daughter's ex. This is bad, but I don't know why that doesn't ick me out as much. But I guess it does. The growing up together. uh, Something's got to give. Well, they didn't grow up together. Fine. Something's got to get, this but, is, I think that's the big key point that makes me The growing walk up away. together is very creepy. Right. Yes. Because, it, listen, you know, on what day did they decide? You know, I don't I know. I need more of like more information here. Right. I'm doing Passover at my house. <laughs> You're fair, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right. Let's do another. After one date, a guy gives your colleague a letter to give you instead of texting. I was set up on a date by a colleague and her husband. We'll call the guy Bob. I text him to meet up and we spent about two hours getting drinks before we went our separate ways at the end of the night. He was nice, but we didn't have much in common. So I was fine to let it fizzle. Neither one of us texted the other person after the date either. But the following week, my colleague emailed me saying that Bob had given her husband a letter to give to her to give to me. See the attachment for the letter slash card. Let's read that and then I'll finish the email. The letter is crazy. You uh, read the letter? I'll read the letter. So this is him. a letter that you've given to my colleague's husband to so give to my like, colleague to give to me. Right. So this is like if we went on a date and then I went to Maddie or I went to Maddie's boyfriend was like, here, give this to Maddie to give to Jordana. Yeah. Because let's After say Maddie, we had Maddie gone on a date. well, it's like if Maddie and her boyfriend set me up with you, right? And then, and then we went on the date. Neither of us texted each other, right? And then you give a let, you give a card to give to Maddie, Maddie's boyfriend, who right. gives it to Maddie, who gives it to me. The more it gets explained, the the more I think that this person should be hanging out with the dad who's dating <laughs> the the ex. Like I, I this so sounds so, like a TLC show, yeah. and it's also on like this card that is like. It's the card is too much. It's gold bordered, and gold it has it, <laughs> sending sunny thoughts to you. Sending sunny thoughts to you is the hallmark. And then he wrote, "Hey, just wanted to say thanks for coming out the other night. I had a great time and really enjoyed the conversation. Feel free to text me if you ever want to hang out. Hopefully, and then it says sending sunny thoughts to you. That's like the card itself. Yeah. Hopefully warmer weather soon so that you can check out some of the awesome trails around here. Smiley face. This is so weird. He also signs the card. He signs the card and he did the dot dot with the smiley face. So she says. This feels like it would be in a Netflix murder documentary. Like this would be evidence. This makes no sense. Why wouldn't he, if he didn't text her, why would he do that? Did he not have a phone? I think this is like one of those miscalculations oh. where guys think women want these things. No. Well, even- she writes, why would he just write me a letter slash card when he has my number? The letter even <laughs> says to text him. I'm like, you should just text me and cut out the middleman. Isn't this weird? How do I answer that? Do I answer? The date was already a deal breaker, but now it's like a double deal breaker. So what say you? <laughs> Here's what you do. You go to the ocean. You put a letter in a bottle. You throw it in the ocean. Maybe we'll get to him. In the same way that this letter got to you. Maybe, you know, it is. I would not answer. There's no answer. Yeah. I would go to the colleague and be yeah. like, hey, just want to like close this tab right. with Since you. Since he went through you to right. get to this, I think I can go through you to end it. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, the card, 
a little weird for me. I don't even know if you even have to say that. I don't think you say that. I think you just say, got the card from your friend. I have to say it wasn't a match for me. So if you see him, just let him maybe know. just let him know. Because he accepted the role of middleman when he took the card. Otherwise, right, he would have right. said, "You why don't you just text her? Right. Or give her the card yourself. That's the thing. If Even the colleague is weird. If I'm the, the, the work person, right. I say to my friend, I go, what's this? I'd say, how did the date go? Right. What happened after the date? And then they go, it was a lot of fun. I have a card for her. And then I would go, what's in the card? Even if they said it was a lot of fun, I would go, do you, is this a check for her birthday? What are you, a grandmother? <laughs> what's going on? And they would go, no, no, no. I just want to like give a nice card. Maybe I would have, and then I would go to my work colleague and be like, hey, he said he had fun. I would give some color. Because the, 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 co the, the colleagues should come up to them and go, yeah, this, he wanted me to give you this card. He said you like cards. Like I would even. I wouldn't feel comfortable delivering that. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable unless I had asked what the fuck is with right. the card. And they were and like, then delivered with the card. Hey, right. uh, they said they like, you like cards. I would need the, it's the colleague is as weird as the person. Right. Cause the friend should have been like, the only way that would be fine would be like, yeah, the date went great. We've been texting. Mm -hmm. We have like a little inside joke thing. Would you give her this card for me? Right. Would you give it to your wife to give to her? Right. And then you're a part of the fun. Right. And it's not creepy but from I'd any have to, angle. I'd have to know that like, they were speaking. I have to know that I'm not delivering a note that I have to know that the note that I'm delivering doesn't have letters cut out from magazines yes. telling her that I'm going to fucking murder her. I would need to know. I would need to know, too, before getting, you know, my DNA involved. Right. In <laughs> deal breaker, I think, for both of us. Yeah. Last I mean, it sounds one. like it was already a deal breaker, too. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they were done. They hadn't it spoken was... in a week and they went out. Yeah, this wasn't going to salvage it. Have you ever gone on a date with someone and then not spoken to them in a week and wound up going on another date? I probably have. Um, yeah. Things, hey, where you been? You go, oh, yeah, I've been. Because <laughs> it didn't end well. Right. But never like, I, I don't know. You didn't know. write them a card after that. No, know? there was no cards written. Very odd. The best is when neither person texts each other after the date. Right. And you're like, okay, great. Like, same page. Totally. We can live in that reality. Yeah, no one has to make the other person uncomfortable. Hold on. It is so hard to buy a card these days. Do you understand? Who are we buying cards for? My parent. we're in this weird place in history where we are between generations of cards and no cards. So you're giving, I mean, I love a card, as you know. As Famously. Yes. I'm first, Mr. First Flight, you're Miss, Mrs. Cards on Holidays. Yes, and birthdays. <laughs> and birthdays. I, my mom likes, you know, birthday, you know, right. I, and you got to send a card. So you got to like, and the you, card aisle used to be this fruitful oasis. And now it looks like the end of the world. It's the apocalypse in the card aisle at CVS. Like there's nothing left. Well, when you write a card to your mom, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you write like a nice note or do you write like, dear mom, you let the, whatever the the standard card <laughs> messages and then sunshiny, what love Jared. <laughs> Um, sending sunshine or do you write like a nice note? no I do I do um, the standard which is what happy birthday we love you love Jared and oh. <laughs> you just the card is a check in the card is a check off the list for my family like even on my dad's birthday he'll pick up the phone and go okay you're off the list you've okay. checked in yes. it's like a joke now. yeah no that's funny okay 
Well, Michael, Mike does that too. And I'll always say like, why don't you write a nice note to your mom? Why don't you tell her how much you care about her? What are you going to write? Exactly that. I like, uh, thank you for everything you do for me. I love you so much. But I, like, like, he's like, that doesn't like the, sound like me. Right. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, you write it in my cards. He's like, that's because I have to. Right. That's right. <laughs> I have the same. I, yeah, I don't know what, like, it's like the yearbook signing. From from math class to gym class, we really had a ride. Like, I don't know what to fucking write. Well, not for your good friends. What do you, even my good friends. I love a nice card. From nights at the 7-Eleven Hopefully to- I have a daughter one day who knows how to write a card. <laughs> I mean, mm. that's going to be a big thing for you. Yeah. Teaching them the ways of the if car. If I get a fucking card that says, dear mom, happy <laughs> birthday. We love you. We love you. <sighs> Let's do one more. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> okay over dms getting to know each other he emphasizes he's looking to have sex j and j why do men feel the need to clarify they want to have sex as part of the package of what they're looking for unless you're asexual we're all looking for romantic relationships that include sex women included see the attached bumble screenshot both him and i had the looking for a relationship section selected out for our profiles so i was kind of confused why he felt the need to ask then his response made me think that he wasn't looking for a relationship do you think it's fair to assume that men who bring up sex very early are only looking for something casual even if they suggest otherwise best chill out we're all trying to fuck okay so let's read we'll read from the from the april 11th Okay. Combo. You, you're me him. So he writes, looks like you're well-traveled. So tell me what you're looking for off of Bumble. Red flag. Right. <laughs> Ideally a relationship. So dating to find a genuine connection with the right person. What about you? Someone to eat with, drink with, have sex with, and go places with. He's yeah. really broken it down. This episode really came full circle. Totally. Right? Because mm-hmm. we just said how nice when someone has clarity and they're telling you exactly what they're looking for. Right. Well, yeah. I, I And it's funny to me that both the people without clarity are the ones being clear. Yes. Like in the first example, the woman who's- well, like, I'll tell you what I'm not looking for. Right. I'm not looking to date because I, and I, I guess she's more clear than he is. He's like, ah, all these things make a relationship. It's like being like, hey, do you want to have a bologna sandwich? And you're like, well, what do you mean by a bologna sandwich? Right. And well, I'll tell like, you what I'm not looking to eat. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not looking to have a chicken Caesar wrap. Right. So if that's what you're looking for, this isn't right. Right. And I think what he's doing yeah. is letting her know, like, all this is on the table for me before I'm going to get committed. When right. he brings up sex uh, before, like, oh, here's what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for all these things before I am actually in a committed relationship. Right. So to me, this is a good thing and I'd be out. Yes. And that's. But I actually appreciate it. It's, it's, yeah. Someone who says, what are you looking for off of Bumble? You're never going to like what they're looking for. No, 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 no. (laughs) No one's ever said, what are you looking for off of Bumble? And then you're like, well, I'm looking to go on dates and have a good time. And then you're like, what are you looking for? And the guy's like, a committed relationship. (laughs) He never says that. Never says that. It's always, well, you know, I just want to let you know this is kind of what I'm looking for. It's all the if, prerequisites. That it's all things that they could be gotten on. That Again, they're right. serving you a contract. These are things that don't mean, you know, relationship Cannot hold me accountable. Me. Right. Yes. If we have sex, I told you I'm looking for sex. Right. Which to me is, if you go into it with can't hold me accountable for this, to me it means 
I'm going to do this. And you're not da- and and you're genuinely dating someone who wants an out. Right. And that's that's okay. At least if you're, you know. Yeah, if you're into that kind Again, of thing. Again, this is why we do the show. Be a better buyer. We're just being honest about how we feel. Exactly. And we did it again. We solved it. So proud of us. Always. We'll be back on Sunday. Boom. The U Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at u.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.